Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus, and you're listening to the ROH cast at ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 35 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, the co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And lead writer John is also here. How's it going? Uh, this week we've got quite a few topics to um, go through. We're going to talk about the latest TV show that aired on uh, the 19th of May. Sorry. Uh, then we've got the results from Richmond over the weekend. We're also going to talk about the latest news, which John has. Uh, we've got topics that you sent in, which Stephen has. And uh, we'll close the show with spoilers from the latest tapings in Baltimore. But um, don't worry, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, they're, they're at the end and we play a silly alarm sound. So um, you won't have to hear any spoilers if you don't want to. But uh, if you do, just uh, stick around at the end and we'll uh, let you know what happened in Baltimore. But we'll begin, as we always do, by talking about the... Um, the TV show, and, and I get the feeling this needs an intro, doesn't it? Its own song. I believe so too. I haven't got one on me, but next week there's, there's a teaser for next week. Tune in next week for the main event. Um, we'll have a special song for the TV segment. But uh, the show began this week with uh, Mike Bennett taking on Eddie Edwards, which saw Eddie Edwards get the win with uh, what I recall was a roll-up. Is that right? Eddie Edwards, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, Eddie Edwards won the roll-up. And then after the match, um, we saw a sort of triple beatdown of Edwards. Even saw Brutal Bob deliver a devastating backbreaker. Oh, or... what a backbreaker it was, that by the way. Bob Breaker? What do you call Magnificent. It? I don't know what you the, call it. Yeah, the Bob Breaker. Breaker. Yeah. Could... yeah, Brutal Breaker, yeah. Brutal Breaker, that is quite good. We should send him that. But, uh, John, you you know, you wrote the TV report. What did you um, think of this match? Uh, it wasn't a match I was really looking forward to going into it because of the amount of times these two have wrestled each other lately. Mm. But it turned out to be a really solid match, and uh, it was a really good opener to the show, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It really played off well the way their last match on TV ended with Maria getting involved, with uh, how you know uh, Edwards had to kind of overcome Brutal Bob's involvement at the end with the double stomp, and then how Maria tried to get involved, and which led to the roll-up for uh, Edwards. I thought it was just a really... Really good match, and I I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Stephen, um, I think the the whole story surrounding the match was was quite clever. The way they, as John said, they sort of linked it into the the match from the was it the March Mayhem tournament? Yes, the, the, they had like a video package that showed what happened yeah. there, where um, Bennett got the win because um, distraction by Maria. Yeah, I like the way they sort of linked that in, and I liked what happened afterwards, which obviously sort of set something up for the future. Obviously with um. Eddie taking on uh, Brutal Bob at the last TV taping. So I think that was quite clever the way, the way they linked everything in. Um, in terms of the match, I, I thought it was it was okay. It was it was nothing special, as, as John said. I, you know, it wasn't a match I was particularly looking forward to. I think it was it was probably an improvement on their last match in, in the March Mayhem tournament. But mm. I think at times it was a bit a tiny bit sloppy, and it it just seemed to be a, quite a slow match. It didn't really seem to get going at any any sort of point. But um, it, yeah, it was it was a decent start to the show. I mean, it wasn't terrible by any means, and I did like the sort of storyline surrounding it. So uh, that was definitely mm-hmm. uh, definitely uh, positive, I think. I also like the the beatdown at the end by Brutal Bob because then it will tie into the um, the match that Edwards and Bob have, um, which happened at the latest TV tapings. But it is a shame that you know how the TV tapings were structured. There's going to be a long gap between this moment and that. But I'm sure they're going to you know do another video package that explain why Bob and uh, 
Bennett are having a match. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I agree with you guys, really. I think I, it was a good match. It wasn't anything terrible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Bennett continues to, you know, impress. I mean, he's not he's not as awful as everyone says he is. But um, moving on with the show, we then had what looked to be um, Grizzly Redwood taking on Camel Dickinson. Now, I think <laughs> I might have said that wrong. So I'm reading it. It was Camel, wasn't it? It was not Camel. Um, I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think it was Camel. Um, but basically, we heard the House of Truth music, and they appeared. And uh, once again, they did this, and it really confuses me. Where they basically say, "You're going to face Michael. I'm going to pay you to do as I say." But can't they just say, "Do it," or Elgin's going to beat you up? That's always confusing here. But anyway, basically, I Martini. Know where Truth Martini randomly started getting all this money from lately? Because that was never part of his character until like, earlier this year. Yeah, it wasn't that I mean, Chris Nana sort of You know, thing, the chocolate think. factory that Willy Wonka has obviously makes a lot of money, so... <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> uh, Martini basically offers uh, Redwood and um, Dickinson $1,000 to, instead of facing each other, they're going to team up and face Michael Elgin to, um, I believe the storyline here was to prove that not all men are created equal, but I think we already know that about Elgin at this point. Um, basically, Elgin... Now, this is a quote from John. Um, I believe he says it's the worst match on RXTV today, and we'll get to John's opinion in a second. But um, what happened was Elgin was beating the crap out of both of them, basically. He destroyed Dickinson so much that he was... Was he carried out? Yeah, he was carried out. I don't know out. what happened to him. He just, he just vanished. He disappeared. He was that awful. He was just destroyed. Um, <laughs> and then, somehow, Jay Lethal, who is not feuding with Elgin... Unless I'm mistaken, he came no, out. That was the most random thing. He came out to team up with Redwood to take on um, Elgin. <laughs> Elgin, yeah. In, and wait, this is so confusing. Basically, <laughs> Lethal appeared to team up with Redwood to make it a handicap match. And what I found strange is that uh, they were sort of putting it over like. Lethal almost needs two people to take on Elgin or something. It just it was strange and why Lethal wasn't DQ'd for interfering, I don't know. But then the match ended by DQ because Strong got interfered. Now I don't know why he wasn't allowed in to make it a tag match. I, I have no idea and there was sort of tension between the House of Truth afterwards, but it was a bit of a mess to be honest. And as you can see, I, I watched this a couple of days ago and I'm struggling to remember and explain it to you. So um I apologize for my awful description, but you know, John, why did you put this as a quote? This was just awful. And it's probably the worst match on RH TV to date. That was uh, on your TV report. This was just the most ridiculous, just horrible thing of all time. Like, really? <laughs> uh, Kamel Dickinson... Don't hold back, John. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Kamel Dickinson was not any good at all. Like, so... <laughs> I, I can't even put into words how stupid this was. It makes no sense. I don't understand how when somebody gets carried out of a handicap match on a, on the you know the team that has like on a two and one handicap match when the team has someone carried out. I don't understand how another person can just randomly enter the match. Wouldn't that mean the person who is getting <laughs> handicapped against in Michael Elgin did a good job in taking out one of the competitors and should enjoy that? Like I, I, I'm just so baffled by everything in this match. Like, why Jay Lethal? Like, if you're gonna have somebody run down and get involved, I don't understand why it was Jay Lethal. Mm. And I don't understand why the referee's like, all right, that's cool. Go ahead and just tag in. That's whatever. Like, you should. That wasn't what the match was. And if Jay Lethal can just join in, why couldn't Roderick Strong just join in? 
Why couldn't Truth Martini just join in? And what, what else was awful is that they kept going, oh my god, look at that, when Roderick Strong was attacking Redwood, but they never showed any of it, so we had no idea what he was actually doing to him. Yeah, like, why Why would Roderick Strong just randomly attack Grizzly Redwood just other, just to be a dick to him? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, then, for some reason, Roderick Strong just gets involved in the match, and that's enough to cause the match to be thrown out. Not all the other weird shenanigans going on. It was just stupid. Like, I understand that they're trying to build up the tension in the House of Truth, but this had to be one of the worst ways they could have possibly chose to do that. Like, this, none of this made any kind of sense. It wasn't a good match. The It was decent while while Elgin and Redwood were in the match together. While, uh, you know... What I want to know is, why didn't they just have Jay Lethal versus Elgin? Like, what was... There was no need to have all this mess. They could have just... Just have it have it end in DQ. They don't have to have... I know they don't like Lethal losing. Just have it end in DQ because of Strong and then have the whole segment where they're forced to shake hands. Wouldn't that have made more sense in this mess? Yes, that would have been a whole lot better. And, yeah, that would just that would have been a thousand times better than what we got. Mm. But, God, that was awful. Just, I can't even put into words how Steve, much I hated that. What, what's your uh, thoughts? In terms of stupidity, yeah, stupidity, it probably rivals um, the tag match at, at Final Battle between the Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. It was just one of those things that you watch and think, why is this happening? Mm. Who who allowed this to happen? Who thought this was a good idea? Because mm. it was, it was just it was just bad. I mean, I, I said I don't I don't know why anyone thought this would be a good idea. I mean, fine, have you know have a random guy getting squashed by Elgin, that's fine. Yeah. You know, have either Redwood or the other guy take him on one on one. Just give Algin, you know, a cheap win, or you know, and have maybe Algin go in afterwards and try and destroy him a bit more, and then Strong sort of push him out of the way and try and do something. And as you said, I mean, there's so many ways they could have, you know, basically continued sort of the uh, the separation of the House of Truth. They I'm pretty sure what to... I just said it's a hell of a lot more simple and wouldn't be as stupid. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, yeah, it was just, it was just bad and. I mean, why did Lethal get involved? I mean, there was, I'm sure Kelly said in commentary, oh, Lethal came to, to save somebody else a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember that. Apparently, so Superhero. Yeah, they're basically they're building Lethal to be like this, this noble character that comes and saves people when they're in need, which just seems really dumb to me. And I know we've said before that Lethal doesn't really have much of a character, but I think it's probably best to have no character than that sort of thing, to be honest. Yeah, whatever the but, um, so, Yeah, yeah and, it, and the end was question. just terrible, the way Strong got involved. And then that was a, that was running me a DQ when the referee was like, yeah, come on, Jay Lethal, you're coming into the match. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. I mean, that refereeing is, is bored in on TNA stupidity of, of refereeing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was bad. I mean, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't really like the way they're going... With the, the House of Truth thing, I think that they're making it way too obvious. I mean, it's just, just... didn't you just have them split already because it's getting yeah. I mean, I mean, didn't was it John? You were saying that there's several teams having this sort of split thing going on at the exact same time, which is so silly. I mean, isn't it Team Ambition? The sort of they had a bit yeah. of an argument at one. Well, of they did, shows. but but ever since they had the argument, Kyle O'Reilly's been kind of missing in action. So ah. And there was another one as well, wasn't there? A third? What, the Embassy was kind of showing some rift there for a while between. Yeah, yeah, the, em- the embassy is basically exactly the same as the House of Truth at the minute. I mean, I think you should either just have the sort of turn where you know it's just a really random thing and no one really expects it, or 
have one where it, you know a couple of times maybe that they sort of argue and then leave it a while and then have mm. someone turn randomly. I think yeah. this. I mean, it, it seems every single show for the last few months we just see Strong and Elgin moaning at each other. I mean, and then just... Martini forced them to shake hands. It's just yeah, it's, it's just... getting a bit silly at this point. I think, it's I getting... think Elgin will turn completely at uh, best in the world after his match with Finley or something. Like, yeah, I think because it's just. But when it happens, no one's it's, no one's going to pop for it's it. Gonna be, it's gonna, gonna, yeah, exactly. It's going to be it's going to be so obvious that people aren't going to be bothered for it, which is completely wrong because I think they could have done it really well. Because it should have happened you know, either at Showdown the Sun or like the TV tapings after, because he had so much momentum after that match that that should have been the point. Like after that match, he should have just attacked Martini or something just to get it out of the way because that would have been a good point, I think. Yeah, they're just for my liking, they're making it just way too obvious, and that's just. That's watering down the whole thing, which I just don't. I don't see the point of it, to be honest. Mm. But uh, moving on with the card, we then had uh, the main event, which was an elimination tag team match, and uh, it was the conclusion of the feud between the All Night Express and the Young Bucks. Uh, the All Night Express got the win in the end. We saw Reptitus go. Uh, you know, he, he Kenny King was eliminated first by um, ooh, help. Anyone remember? I. Uh... By the uh, Matt Jackson, I think. Yeah, stereo super kicks, but I can't remember who got the pin. But yeah, um, King was King was eliminated first, which left the Young Bucks to um, you know both take on Rhett, and Rhett was able to get the victory and uh, sort of end the feud and uh, gain you know big momentum boost for the Orient Express, which is definitely something they they need, and I'm looking forward to them getting the hopefully an upcoming title shot. But um, uh, Stephen, you know, what do you think of the main event? I um, mean, again, it was, you know, like the, the first match, it was good, but I mean, they were making it out as if like, this was like the, the culmination of their of these two teams' feud. And it, to be honest, I mean, obviously it was just sort of, you know, it was an elimination match, but they've had they've had a tornado tag match and they've had a, a street fight. Mm. And to have, have this sort of match as sort of the culmination of the whole feud just seemed a bit, a bit weird that, you know, normally feuds sort of end with a massive match rather than starting with, you know, bigger matches and then sort of petering out. I mean, I know we've said before that Young Bucks just seem to be on a road to nowhere, really, which is a shame. But um, yeah, the, the actual match, I thought, was it was pretty good. I like the story they did with, obviously, um, King being eliminated first and Titus having to sort of take so much punishment from, from the Bucks and then sort of uh, being a bit too cocky and Titus, you know, being able to fight back because of that. I thought that was, it was perfectly fine. And, uh uh, you know, I think the All Night Express are going to be going towards you know the tag titles now. I mean, I know they've got a, a shot coming up at um, Best of the World. I mean, I really hope that they win the title soon. I hope they don't sort of have three ah, or best four. Best in the world would be. Wait, did you just give away a spoiler by accident? No. Well, let's just move on from what Stephen said. But um, yeah, <laughs> keep going. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I just hope they don't sort of have three or four shots before they actually finally win them. I mean, they they do do that uh, quite a lot, Ring of Honor. So hopefully that. Mm. You know, I mean, I think before, you know, All Night Express have been on such a good run and they get to sort of right, you know, right near where they, they need to be for the titles and they they just seem to fall fall sort of down the card a bit. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully... I think everyone thought after the ladder war they were going to, you know, get the be the next champs, but then that went nowhere. Then he got injured. So, you know, hopefully now he's back from injury. The Briscoes, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team feud is pretty much done, I think. Well, I hope. So hopefully, you know, ANX will be the... Uh, Next ones to uh, you know, get the get the tag titles. Hmm. And it, yeah, it was, it was it was a good match. I just don't think it was a sort of match that should end a feud. Really, I mean, I just thought that was that was a bit silly. But 
you know, just as a standalone match, it was uh, it was pretty entertaining. I thought. John, what did you think? Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything Stephen said. Yeah, it was a nice match. It, I kind of liked how it ended with the tornado, or not tornado tag, but elimination tag, the feud, because it really made Rhett Titus look really good, having to overcome both the Young Bucks by himself. Especially now they they injured him, so it was a good good way to sort of wrap that up there, his revenge, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I just thought it was a really good match, and hopefully this leads to bigger things for the On Out Express. Hopefully it gets them back to where they kind of were before Titus's injury. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think I pretty much agree with you guys. I enjoyed the main event, and uh, yeah, nothing really bad to say about it. So overall, I think this TV show had you know two decent matches and uh, one that was a mess. So not the best TV show they've done, but you know, one bad match compared to two pretty decent ones, you know, it's not something to be that down on. So, yeah, nothing, uh, yeah, not bad overall. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But not their best. Okay, now we're going to move on to uh, a recap. Before we get on the news, we're going to do a quick run-through of the results from Richmond, which took place on the 19th as well. We've got the four results from the show, and uh, we'll talk about some of the decisions and um, booking things going forward. Because unfortunately, none of us were there, but we've we've read a lot about the show and the forum and stuff. So um, I'll run through it now. Um, the show began with Jay Lethal defeating Mike Mondo with uh, the top rope elbow drop, which was said to be a good opening match. And uh, I think I was quite impressed with Mondo at Border Wars, and you know he's been proving a lot. So you know I'm sure this was exactly that. I'm sure it was a good opener. So. Um, yeah, all good there. Um, the Bravados defeated Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. I think Stephen would like it if I ended there, but <laughs> unfortunately it was via DQ after Charlie Haas um, pushed the referee, and this match occurred after Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team interrupted their Bravados promo. So um, I believe the Bravados are undefeated since they come back, Stephen. They've defeated the Bucks and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Is that right? Yeah, the bandwagon's uh, rolling up. Yeah, next, next tag champs. What was it Kevin Kelly said? If they improve as much as... They did in 2011 this year. They're going to be champs. I believe yeah, that see, was Kevin his... Kelly knows. See. He knows. He doesn't know what the lethal injection is, but he knows about the bandwagon. No. <laughs> um, match three was for the uh, World Tag Team titles. The All Not Express defeated Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team by DQ. Um, sorry if I got anyone's hopes up there. but uh, So that was the second Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team match. Two in a row. That's a bit strange to, you know. Both DQs as well, one after yeah, the other. <laughs> yeah, not spread them out a bit or something, but... Um, Haas, yes, Haas got disqualified after he hit Rhett Titus with one of the belts. So, you know, Haas is getting... What a heel. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's getting himself disqualified two times in a row. And uh, All Night Express had come out, um, you know, after the Bravados match to save them from a post-match beatdown. So that's probably why that there's two in a row. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Adam Cole. Uh, he, he won with a roll-up with a handful of tights, which is okay, but... I would have liked to have seen Cole win here, probably, because he, yeah, you know, he did pin. He did pin Davy, and he did have a lot of momentum then. And then he just sort of yeah, Cole was completely lost any kind of momentum he had back in March or April. It was mm. all just faded. Both Cole and O'Reilly. I mean, as we said earlier, O'Reilly's hardly had a match since then. And you know, Cole, you know, that they gave Cole the title match in Dayton against Dave, and apparently that was a really good match. And I mean, since then, they just don't seem to, outside of a few guys, they just don't seem to know what to do with guys to keep them at a certain level or mm. even advance them, you know, to, to a higher level. They just, I mean, I mean, Champo now he's losing, you know, now his winning streaks ended. They could have easily just, as you said, give Cold the win and 
mean, after, afterwards, I think um, Champa and uh, Nana sort of had an yeah, argument. Yeah, Prince again. Nana tried to get Champa to attack Cole, but he refused. And uh, Nana instead sent uh, Osiris to do it, who got super kicked by Cole. Which I mean, they could have easily was... just had, like, you know, a botched interference and Cole win via that. Mm. And that could have easily just then, you know, Champa could have easily just gone off on Nana uh, the same way. So, yeah, there's. Yeah, uh, we've, we've got. You know, the House of Truth splitting up, and now here, we were saying earlier, you know, Nana and Champa having a bit of a dispute, so there's a bit annoying. Two factions, two very similar storylines. Mm. Uh, speaking of the House of Truth, the the fifth match of the night was the Briscoes defeating the House of Truth, and uh, oh dear, um, <laughs> during the match, Jay Briscoe pulled down Truth Martini's pants to reveal that he was wearing Roderick Strong's trunks. <laughs> Now, I hope that is the American meaning of pants and not what means Stephen would think. Yeah, trousers, I think they yeah, mean. Trousers, uh, if you mean Stephen. But uh, Briscoe's won after Elgin accidentally ran into Strong and uh, Dem Boys hit the Doomsday device for the win. So um, another similar thing as you were saying, Stephen, you know, the box interference and House of Truth lose. So. Oh, no, I just, they need to get that over and done with soon because it's just getting repetitive and a bit, mm. a bit pathetic, really. Chris Silvio and Paradise... Um, who I believe was the one who got gored, um, beat Team A1 in the longest match of the night after Silvio pinned Jeff early. Um, apparently Silvio was sp- said to be the sort of star of this match. Um, Eddie Edwards defeated... Why was that oh. the longest match of the night? That uh, makes no sense to uh, me. I, I, I have no idea. Why is the main event getting, getting eight minutes? Why is Champer and Cole getting ten? And why are four random guys that aren't even on the roster getting sixteen? Why are they even on the show? They time and half for this match. They gave all the other matches one to two more minutes. Mm. Or... Wait, wait, why isn't... I mean, put Kyle O'Reilly in a match with that Chris Silvio. O'Reilly hasn't wrestled for ages. Give O'Reilly yeah, you know, oh, a, a I nice Yeah, I should mention that. The main event was supposed to be um, Steen and Jacobs taking on Richards and O'Reilly, but due to a concussion, Steen had to pull out. So that's a good point there, Stephen. Why not have O'Reilly versus Silvio in a 10-minute match or something and let O'Reilly win? That would have made more sense in these... Tag team jobbers who, you know, no one honestly was probably that fussed about. I and mean, they said Silvio was a breakout star, but, star, but what about the other ones? And uh, yeah, it is strange they got 16 minutes and other matches, you know, only got 10 or 8 or whatever. Um, we then had Eddie Edwards defeating Mike Bennett. Um, Bennett accidentally, accidentally ran into Maria, who was on the apron. I believe that was what happened to Edwards a few weeks ago. But uh, And then Edwards won with a roll up. I don't think Edwards needs to defeat Bennett with a roll-up, to be honest. He should be able to just hit the die-hard or something and get a, you know, a more there legitimate win. There seems to be a l- large amount of roll-ups in Ring of Honor lately. It's it's become like a lot of wrestlers' like other finishing move. Besides like their move, they have like the roll-up as their secondary move. <laughs> uh, and then in the... I suppose technically this was the main event. You know, It wasn't the tag match that I talked about earlier. Instead, Davey Richards defeated Jimmy Jacobs in eight minutes after making Jacobs tap, tap to an ankle lock. And uh, Steen and O'Reilly apparently battled on the outside and the crowd was said to have been more interested in that than seeing the match itself. Now, that's... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you're a big Jimmy Jacobs fan, so an eight-minute loss to Richards can't make you very happy, can it? No, that's disappointing. They should... This is a match that given time could be a very good match between Richards and Jacobs. Mm. But like I I guess like to me this could have been kind of like a good match to reestablish Jacobs to the Ring of Honor crowd because for the past year since he's been back, he hasn't really done much of anything. Mm. And if you've been able to go out there and have like a maybe even like twelve to fifteen minutes 
somewhat competitive match against Richards, that would have really helped establish him back as a, you know, big-time asset to Ring of Honor in the crowd's eyes. And I just think it was a wasted opportunity in this situation, especially when, it's, from the sounds of it, the crowd was more distracted by the actions outside the ring than the uh, action inside the ring. Mm. And then we got to uh, what was listed here as a lights-out match. I don't know if they would literally switch the lights off, but um, Charlie Haas defeated Jay Briscoe, and uh, after Shelton Benjamin interfered, and Char- uh, Haas was able to hit a low blow on Jay for the win. Uh, One epic so- heel night for Charlie Haas. Charlie Haas, yeah, three appearances. He loses twice by DQ and then wins another one with a low blow. So, um, yeah, very heel night. But um, there's been a lot of negativity on the forum about this show. I mean, m- mainly from people who weren't there, but even some people who went there said it's you know one of the worst shows they've seen you know, from Ring of Honor and out of all the ones they've been to. But, I mean, it's not on iPay-Per-View. It's not on TV. I doubt it was ever going to be released on its own DVD, so maybe it's not that bad, but, you know, it is a little bit concerning. I think people sort of... I mean, obviously, with the old ROH, mostly the only income that the company got was through DVD sales, so every single show had to be a show that people would want to buy on DVD. Mm. Obviously, now, the the main focus of the company is TV and and pay-per-view. I mean, the, the live shows, really, are getting, like, you know, like WWE and TNA, where... You know, sort of um, total total changes never happen. They're, They're more matches. like you know, come and see your favorite Ring of Honor yeah, stars. Yeah, it's just a showcase, really. Show. Of it's just a showcase of the wrestlers, rather than these are going to advance storylines and these are going to be shows you really can't miss. Mm. Which is a shame because, as I said, a lot of Ring of Honor fans are used to that. I mean, you know, that that's been sort of a key part of why people you know love Ring of Honor because every single show is one that you can't miss. But I mean, for I think a couple of the shows. Um, Earlier this year, I mean, there was one was in Cincinnati um, debut where was it Rise and Prove? Was that yeah? Where obviously about four four of the matches were involving guys who weren't even on the roster. I mean, mm. and again, obviously the the longest match of the night was involving four guys who aren't on the roster, and mm. I think only one of the guys has actually featured on on the TV show. I think Sylvia has had a couple of matches. So, yeah. I mean, I'm all for having them featured on a match, maybe a dark match or one of the openers, but to have them have the longest match on the show, he's just yeah, it is bad. He's baffling. I mean. I understand that they're they're local guys, so obviously, as I, you know, as I said, they are catering towards, you know, this is a showcase of Ring of Honor wrestlers, as you said, sort of come and watch your, you know, the stars you see on TV, rather than this is going to be a show you can't miss, which is a shame. But I suppose people are just going to have to start getting used to it because that looks like the way they're going to go with it, really. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what you know, the ad Charlie Haas wrestled three times. I mean, they had Kyle O'Reilly there, and he didn't do anything. I mean, you know, he, he, obviously you could say that, oh, why wasn't, you know, the Young Bucks there or TJ Perkins or, you know, these guys they didn't bring in. You know, they weren't there perhaps for cost reasons or whatever. But to have someone actually there, you know, Kyle O'Reilly was there. He can wrestle. He wasn't, there's nothing wrong with him. Why not do something with him? Surely, as you said, there could have been something they could have done with O'Reilly on just to, you know, they don't have to have three house matches. Let O'Reilly randomly wrestle one of the bravados. I don't know, or Chris Silvio, or something different. Well, unless O'Reilly's injured. I mean, no one's mentioned him being injured. And, I mean, I, I've not. Like I say I've not even really seen him in ages. So I mean, he, he might be injured, but they've not mentioned it. And well, he can't be too injured if he was going to be in the main event of the show. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he was supposed to be in the tag match, but Steen dropped out, so it's changed to one-on-one uh, Richards and Jacobs. So. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, as you say, it's quite kind of worrying going forward. I mean, if all the house shows are going like this, I think attendances will drop, which is, you know, really what you know, not what they're going for. Mm. But yeah, I think that wraps up the uh, Richmond uh, results, and I think we were probably just as negative as the forum. But you know, you've got to look at it from the perspective that it was just a house show, and as uh, Stephen said, looks like the sort of direction of the untelevised shows is, um, you know, unfortunately changing, which is a bit of a shame, really. But um, anyway, let's uh, now go to the news, which which you can often find during the week at rochworld.com. We have uh, various writers who put up the latest news for you, and uh, John, as usual, has all the latest news. John, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you better have a good opener. Here we are this week, just like every other week, with Ring of Honor news now. There's been quite a few matches announced for the uh, next few shows, as well as some more shows announced over the next few months for Ring of Honor. Let's get to it. There have been three matches set for Ring of Honor's Charleston, West Virginia debut on June 15th. Uh, The main event will be Kevin Steen defending his uh, newly won world title versus Eddie Edwards. And I think that's going to be a really good match. These two have Mm -hmm. quite a bit of history together. Yeah. Uh, the next match is a match I'm really looking forward to, as Charlie Haas takes on Jay Briscoe in a Texas death match. Wait, I'm not why sure is it a Texas death match? I'm not sure what differi- differentiates a Texas death match from a regular death match, or a regular death match from a hardcore match. I had to actually Google this, and apparently a Texas death match is a match where you have to either pin or submit your opponent, and then it turns into a last man standing match. Okay. That, so you, basically, you have to pin or submit them, and then you have to make them stay down for a 10 count. So it's got nothing to do with Texas whatsoever. That is very <laughs> strange. But, you know, hopefully this is... I keep saying this every time there's a match involving these two. I hope this is the end of that feud. They, they, they every time I'm proven wrong. They have built it as, like, the final Yeah, but you said encounter. that about... Um, they said it should have Yeah, Shelton and Mark Briscoe haven't had any matches yet, so they'll have a few matches next. But those are actually, I think Shelton and Mark Briscoe would be. Some yeah, I mean that'd be much better, I think. <laughs> oh dear. And uh, the final match that's been announced for the uh, Charleston West Virginia debut is Jay Lethal versus Michael Elgin, which is what should have taken place on this past TV show. Mm. And uh, this show is also being filmed for Road Rage. So I I'm also hope sure... Elgin gets the win there. Yeah, so we're probably gonna get to see a few of these matches on TV. Or do, you, or do you think we will see what I said earlier with where Roddy will? Botch an interference and cause a DQ, so we won't have a winner, even though I think it would be good for Elgin to beat Lethal there. Oh, yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, there's been a match announced for Best in the World 2012, which takes place June 24th and is the next uh, Ring of Honor eye pay per view. Which, it, uh, it... sorry to cut you off, but anyone who ordered Border Wars and didn't get a refund will get that for free, so that's good. Yeah, so that's what I want some free stuff. And it'll be uh, Finley taking on Michael Elgin, which should be a very interesting match. You know, two big guys 
you know, hopefully it's not a disappointment like Elgin and Roderick Strong was, but I think it's going to be a really good match here. Mm. Uh, for the next TV tapings uh, on June 29th and at the uh, Dew Burns Arena in Baltimore, uh, Lance Storm is going to make his uh, Ring of Honor television debut, which is going to be pretty pretty awesome, I think. Do we know who he's facing? Was that technically a spoiler? I believe it's going to be in the spoilers, if not. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's in the spoilers, so stick around for the spoilers if you want to know who um, Storm is facing when he returns to TV. And uh, Ring of Honor Return to Pittsburgh has been announced. Uh, the Pittsburgh area has been announced for June 30th. And the main event will be Kevin Steen will defend the title versus the winner of a four-corner survival match that will be available on uh, ROHwrestling.com beginning next week. Uh, for this four-corner four corner survival match, four wrestlers were picked randomly from a field of eight eight wrestlers. The list of eight wrestlers are David David Richards, Eddie Edwards, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, Jay Lethal, Tommaso Ciampa, and Michael, Michael Elgin. So four of those wrestlers will compete in a uh, four-corner survival match with the winner taking on Kevin Steen for the belt June so, 30th in the Pittsburgh. And this is also in the spoilers, isn't it? I believe it should be, yes. Yeah, okay, so we'll get to that in a bit. But I think a combination of any four of those wrestlers would make a really good match. Mm. Yeah, uh, is it? Sorry, I wasn't 100% paying attention. It is free, isn't it? It's not ringside only. Uh, as far as I know, it's free, yeah. Oh, that's good, that's good. I didn't see anything that said otherwise, so... If it's not free, you can call and complain. <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor returns to the Carolinas for the first time since the uh, Battle of the Carolinas shows last late last year, this July. Uh, July 27th, Ring of Honor makes the, its debut in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, at the Lawrence Joel Coliseum Annex. And the next day, July 28th, they return to part, Spartanburg, South Carolina, at the Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium. There is some more news, kind of sad news, about... Uh, some roster updates as TJ Perkins and the Young Bucks have been given the summer off of, by Ring of Honor and will not appear until August. And this, yeah, this is bad. Is bad is bad. Harry, uh, you seem to have quite a opinion on this. I mean, yeah, I mean, anyone who listens to um, RH Cast regularly will know that we're big fans of TJP and uh, we often say that he's terribly underused on the TV show for the talent he has and uh, you know, he hardly ever wins and he's not given anything sort of important. And uh, now he's been given, you know, three months off, whatever. He said on Twitter that he won't be back till August. And uh, it doesn't sound like he's, you know, he's angry about it. He's just sort of, you know, a bit frustrated because obviously he wants to wrestle and uh, it might give the impression that, you know, he doesn't want to be there, but he obviously does. And uh, we're led to believe it's, you know, due to, um, you know, financial reasons because obviously TJP's on the West Coast and uh, so are the books. But, um, I think, you know, with the books as well, they're such big names, aren't they, from the TNA days? And, uh, you know, not to the level of Haas and Benjamin or Ryan or whatever, but they're still, you know, quite well known. So it's strange that they'd, uh, you know, not use a team that good, especially, you know, with Future Shock just splitting up recently. They could use to have the books, you know, sticking around. And, uh, yeah, as we said, TJP's another great talent. talent. And, and it's just strange that they just don't want to use him for all this time. But, um, you know, Stephen, what do you think? I think, especially with the Young Bucks, the, the tag division now is looking as weak as it ever has. I mean, Ring of Honor has always prided itself on having the best tag division anywhere. And, I mean, now you've got the Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. I mean, hopefully after this, you know, after the uh, Texas Death Match, they won't be wrestling each other for quite a while. Then, obviously, you've got the, the All Night Express. And, obviously, if the Bucks are gone, you've got the Bravados, who are 
I don't think the booking team can really decide whether they're a serious team or a joke team. I still don't think they can sort of work out what they are. No. And then you've got Capri, um, Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander, who just seem to be coming and going. I mean, they're, a few months ago on TV, they were getting, you know, they've got the big... If I recall, they've grand. actually um, earned a total shot, haven't they, recently? I don't, yeah, I think they yeah. I think they still have that. They won it in a proving ground match, didn't they? Um, yeah. And, I mean, they were putting on some good matches and improving, and, and they've been sort of just tossed aside recently. I mean, they've not been really doing much. So, yeah, the tag division is looking alarmingly weak, which makes the decision to give, you know, the Young Bucks time off, so to speak, is a bit bit of a puzzling one. And, you know, as you said about TJP, I think, you know... I mean, the Bucks aren't it... under contract, but TJP actually is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a, that's another thing that's, you know, especially for, uh, from an individual point of view as well, that's not going to do him any favours. And, you know, especially when people are... Obviously, when you're given a contract, I suppose you think you're going to be wrestling a majority of... Yeah, because you've got to imagine that he would turned down any bookings thinking, oh, I'll be doing the Ring of Honor show that day. And now he's got to quickly go out and try and find bookings to, you know, earn some money over the time. So it's it's not good for him. It's not good for his fans and or most of the fans, really, because, you know, he's, as we said, he puts on great matches. And, uh, yeah, it's just a shame he won't be around till um, August, I think he said. I think he says he shows how good he is that he's managed to garner, you know, such a good fan base, considering how badly the booking team has actually put him... Mm. Yeah, put him on TV. I mean, the booking team has done quite a terrible job of, you know, get not just him, other guys as well. As I said, you know, they seem to really struggle with new guys and the younger guys, getting them to a, a level where they seem competitive. I mean, the amount of matches he's lost, it comes to a point where why should fans believe in him anymore? Why should fans want to see him win matches when more or less every time he goes up there, he loses? I mean, mm. despite, you know, it's no fault of his own. The booking team has really failed him in this in this aspect. And, you know, and not just him either. I said a few of the other guys, and I think, you know, the booking team really have to start looking, you know, at what they're doing and seeing, you know, is this really helping guys? And a lot of them, I don't think it is. Mm. John, any thoughts to share on the, you know, the TJP situation? I just think it's a terrible decision by, and I got another phone call. So. Okay. So yeah, John obviously doesn't have any opinions to share due to his phone call, but. Um, and John is the newsman, so that is puts us in a very awkward position, Stephen. So, um, can you predict what John's next piece of news is going to be? I think the next bit of news will be that. Um, no, oh, I, I know what we talk about. I know there's something on his news list that we can talk about, and um, we've just got a new article went up on Sunday from our new writer Dave. It's uh, looking back at the sort of world title reign of Davy Richards. That's our latest feature that Dave does every Sunday so um, be sure to head to the website and check that out and um, I honestly I'm, I'm getting the feeling that's the end of his news and I think we should move on even though he's not here do, do you agree? Yeah we can move on and if, if there's some news left when, when he comes back he can fill that in for us I'm here. Oh okay John is there anything else on your news apart from the year? Which I've just... There is one more bit of news and it is there's a new article on the website. You just talked. Uh, about it right here. There is no more news. Okay. Okay. So, great. Uh, redundant newsman is redundant. We don't need him anymore. Yeah. Uh, thank you, John. Best in luck in your future endeavors. Um, so now we're going to head to the listener topics, which uh, you've sent in on uh, various different forms of social media and things like that. Uh, you can email us contact at rohworld.com. You can tweet us at roh underscore world. 
you can post on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash rohworld. And finally, you can uh, go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. And you can also use any of those four methods to um, send us feedback on the show, anything you didn't like, anything you like. Just uh, let us know if we're doing okay and uh, anything you'd like to see us change because we always want to you know, look out for feedback and try and improve the show. So, um, Stephen, uh, you have uh, all the questions for us. As is usual, and I'm just trying to find you a random song, so uh, I have I'm no waiting. I'm I, waiting. I have no idea what you're gonna get, but here we go. <laughs> okay, it turned out to be Mark. But... <laughs> there you go, Stephen. Go ahead. That was terrible. Um, <laughs> right, um, a couple from Twitter. We have one from um, at T Wrestling Fan who says. Some RH fans are way too critical of wrestling's greatest tag team. And nothing, there's nothing wrong in the way they wrestle. I think, I think again, I think they're another team or you know another part of the rush that has been failed somewhat by the booking team. The way, you know, uh, them and the Briscoes are seem to be wrestling it all the time, and it's getting to a stage where it's just getting a bit boring now. I mean, I think you know the world title had the same sort of um, problem towards the end of last year, when you just had strong Richards and. Uh, and Edwards just all competing for one title, and it just, you know, it just it just gets a bit boring when the same people are just wrestling at each other over and over again. Which is, you know, you know they are good wrestlers. I mean, no one's taking that away from them. Obviously, they are, and they, you know they're big names to the company. But I just think that they're not they're not being used to you know the way that they should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I think their characters is what's hurting them now with Haas's horribly hilarious heel. Yeah. That was a lot of bitch words. That was, but and. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin just kind of still being a slightly more arrogant version of his face self, I guess is what it is. I guess yeah. if they just went out there and, and were just kind of more like they were when they first arrived, just trying to put on the best matches instead of trying to be the over-the-top heels, heels, I think it would work much better than it is right now. So I think, you know, although their matches have kind of declined in quality slightly since their heel turn, I think mm. it's more of a product of the booking than than what they're capable of doing because we know they're capable of putting on great matches. Obviously, we've seen in the past. Mm. Uh, another one from Twitter. And we also got a similar one on Facebook um, at Ali Zero Regulus. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one. Um, says looks like Alex Shelley has quit TNA. Let's hope we see him back in uh, Ring of Honor. And Christopher on Facebook says let's hope Alex Shelley returns when his TNA contract is up. Yeah, so is he, uh, I'm able to believe Shelley has quit TNA. Um, wise choice. Um, and I think the rumour is that he's going to the WWE for some sort of cruiserweight show or something, but it would be fantastic if he could come and do some Ring of Honor matches, you know, on his way to signing with WWE. And uh, hopefully, you know, Ring of Honor and SPG will pay whatever Shelley needs or whatever, however things work, and, uh, you know, bring him in to have a couple of matches. I think that would be, you know, something everyone would want to see. And, uh, That'd be silly, you know. Obviously, if if he doesn't want to, that's not Ring of Honor's fault. But if they don't try, that'd be very silly. Mm, and I suppose if he goes as well, there's always a possibility of you know Chris Sabin maybe leaving, and he'd be another guy who'd you know be such a massive uh, add to the roster that mm. you know, unless they just give them the summer off as well with the machine guns. Yeah, I suppose if they're in the books, the summer off something. I suppose Detroit isn't that far west, so they might have been with a shot of actually getting uh, on a couple of shows. Um. At Scouse Wrestling on Twitter says, "When are they?" You... Sh- Sorry. Sorry, gone. Who would you like to see Shelley face? Everyone. 
Yeah, I think you could put him in with more or less anyone. I mean, Grizzly Redwood. Uh, Dave... Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> that's a question. That's usually like, <laughs> that's like any, anybody like from Adam Cole to Michael Elgin to Roderick Strong. Cole. Roderick yeah, Strong. Yeah, say against Cole. No, would be I, I would not say Roderick Strong because every time you say something like that, oh, what Roderick Strong, Chris Hero, Roderick Strong, Finley, just disappoint. So. But him and Strong have a good history together with the uh, Generation Next mm, stable. That's true. Today. I think it make a decent... see something like. Elgin. Make a decent storyline. Elgin, Cole. Yeah, and yeah, people so like O'Reilly, O'Reilly, even Richard. Just, just all, it'd be a whole new, fresh set of matchups that we've been complaining about how it's kind of getting stale, the same matches over and over and over. It'd be a good changeup to have him wrestle some of the top guys. <laughs> You're eating, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the professionalism that we uh, possess have on this here. podcast. Yeah, our, our employees are despicable. Yeah. Um, at Scouts Wrestling, finally, he's been waiting to get his question for quite some time. Um, when are they showing Ring of Honor on British TV? And unfortunately, we have no answer for you. Yes, as British people, you'd think we'd know. We, but... we know as much as you do. In this case, it's absolutely nothing. Um, now, didn't Ring of Honor say they teamed up with someone who does international distribution? Yeah, yeah, this year. was way back. This is when, I'm pretty sure Logano is still the company when this was announced. He, he, I don't know if it was him or someone tweeted that they agreed to deal with yeah an international distribution company and... As far as I'm aware, it's in no other countries apart from obviously America and some Canada, you know, parts of Canada. So, I mean, I suppose that would be that would be massive. But I mean, I, th- I think they need to focus on getting it as many markets in America first. Yeah, before, before they start expanding over here. But yeah, they should definitely come over here and just do a show over here, just because I'm selfish and want to see it. I think the the thing with the UK as well, there's such a massive gap for. You know, for wrestling, because I think a lot of people in the UK are sick of WWE. And WWE is, and is so is hard to, um, and... it's so expensive to watch, isn't it? Because it's part of the premium sports package. But TNA is freely available, yeah. and that's why yeah, you need to buy the... that's why TNA always brag that their ratings are better over here. But it's not because people want to watch TNA over WWE. It's just that that's they, have the no only... they have no choice. It's just much more easily available. And you know, if Ring of Honor could get on some sort of freeview channel, it'd just be it'd do wonders for the company. Yeah, I think Ring of Honor could be pretty big up here. I mean, as a, as you said, I mean, TNA are probably arguably just as big, if not bigger, than WWE over here. I mean, and if, if TNA can get big, then more or less anybody can, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they definitely need to try and improve their standing in this country. As, you know, coming over here for a couple of shows would, would definitely help that as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that would be, a, yeah, several <laughs> years off because they want to focus on the US first. And uh, Yeah. If, if the show, how shows, like, Right now, anything like the uh, Richmond one, um, they can stay over there. <laughs> um, at Three Camp Blog says, um, any word on the TJ Perkins situation? I've heard he's leaving, but his Twitter comments could have been, been blown out of proportion. No, uh, he's yeah. not leaving. He, he'll be back in August. Yeah, in case you weren't listening earlier, he's, he's been given <laughs> Who wouldn't be listening? Who would skip ahead? <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah, he's been given three months off. Um, so, so, yeah, he's, he's coming back in August and hopefully... Uh, into yeah. a more prominent role and not just... I the booking team would have thought of a couple of things he could have done, you know, could do by then, so... Mm. Um, and I believe, yeah, that's it. We've uh, not had money this week, so remember to send in a, send in a few next week because um, it's always good to discuss. Actually, no, sorry, I'm I'm lying. I'm absolutely lying. We've got a couple here. I've, uh, this is I've terrible. looked them on Twitter. I, I apologise. Didn't refresh. Um, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, at Denham Dave wants to know um, if a new booker slash booking team were going to take over, who would you like to see and why? That's quite a good one. 
I think there definitely needs to be some changes in the booking team, so perhaps this wouldn't be a bad thing if some something did happen. But I mean, I mean, who would you bring in? I mean, a lot of these people who you'd think like would be good turn out to be not that great. I mean, you've I mean, got... has always sort of promoted from within. I mean, obviously Adam Pearce was Booker after after Gabe, and then Delirious, you know, took over, and obviously he's, uh, him and Cornet are sort of, sort of sharing duties now. So, I mean, I don't think Cornet's going to be leaving anytime soon. And you know maybe someone to come in and work alongside Cornet, but you know yeah, Cornet isn't. Who, really, that's the problem. I mean, like who, Cornet isn't know. sort of well known for working well with people, is he? Yeah, <laughs> imagine if they put in Vince Russell, that would just be insane. But uh, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I, mean, honestly, I can't think of anyone to bring in. I mean, me, I, I'll do it if they want. I'd do a good job. <laughs> like there, there's my application. No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't mind. I'll do a good job. They're gonna promote from within. I wouldn't mind seeing Jimmy Jacobs been given a shot. He's been proven to have a great wrestling mind. Yeah, maybe I, even someone like Steve Carino. Carino, yeah, that could work. Carino would be. I mean, he's seen he's seen so much. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's got a he's got a great wrestling mind. So, yes, someone like Carino or yes, Jacobs, they would be you know a good idea. But I think with while Cornet's there, I can't see much changing to be honest. Um, no, whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. Um, and the last one is from at Masked Jobber. That's quite an interesting name. Um, he wants to know what are your thoughts on eye pay per view matches being shown on TV? And this has really annoyed me, to be honest. Um, oh, here we go. Not only are they showing highlights from the Steen and Richards match. No, 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 whole... no, no. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, they are showing the entire match. Yeah, they're, they're actually showing the, the, the whole match next In week. its entirety, I mean, they've said. Yeah, in, they're showing the whole match. I, I, this road racing just annoys me anyway because it's just it's just lazy the way they're just. So, so basically, we paid for the pay per view for no well, reason. It, it admittedly it worked perfectly for me, but it it didn't for the yeah, majority still, of people. Still bragging, still bragging. Uh, <laughs> you should see my T-shirt. I saw Border Wars live. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you know most people didn't see the pay per view even though they paid for it, and now two weeks later, the entire main event that we'd been waiting for. Like a year is now available for everyone. That's just it's it, just, it's stupid. It, it is. It's it just it annoys me and it makes you think like, why bother. I mean, a we can't even watch it in live because of all the problems, and b when we go around to watch the replay, we could just wait a week and watch it for free on TV. I mean, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, by it, all it, means, have I, a you know have a couple of minutes highlight package. I mean, like I said, yeah, here's what happened. Yeah, I don't see any harm in that. Like they have a five-minute intro to the show that's a recap. Like if you go, if you look at WWE, they they don't even show you videos of the pay-per-views. They not. show you pictures. They show you pictures because they don't. They want you to get you know go and order the replay. Well, the, I mean, the whole point of the pay-per-view, a pay-per-view, is you have to pay to see it because I mean, that's the whole point of it. If you <laughs> yeah. can still, if you can see it without paying for it, why would you pay for it? Yeah, it is silly. I mean, they should. I mean, think about it. The pay-per-view is still available to buy, isn't it, on on demand? So why aren't they just showing highlights? And then people will be like, oh, that match looks great. I want to go back and see that now. But, you know, right now, why would anyone do that? I mean, exactly. They can watch the main event and arguably the best match for free. I mean, it's it's, it's silly. I don't, yeah, it it just confuses me. I just don't don't think it's a very good idea. highlights of other matches because the entire show is road rage. So it's not like there's anything else there. The entire show, it so it's one hour footage of Border Wars. So, third of the pay per view is free. I mean, I can I can kind of see why they do the road rage for like live events, like the upcoming yeah, show in the DVDs. Yeah, in Charleston. I mean, it, it does sort of kill the DVD 
you know, sell, but... You but know, didn't they but, only show highlights for the main events in those instances, and then they just showed like one of the openers or something in its form. Yeah, I think the the Carolinas. They showed the obviously the was it? What, how long did that match go? One hour twenty was it? They showed you obviously they couldn't show all of that, but they showed you about forty minutes of that. And then they yeah another one. I'm pretty didn't they show was it Adam Cole and Mike Bennett? I think yeah like showed brief them. highlights and mm-hmm. I think I oh, would T J Perkins and uh, Jay Lethal. They showed, match that was, yeah. yeah, they showed them too, and they were both sort of you know undercard matches. And as you said, they were both good, so it made you think, you know, maybe I should buy this the rest of this DVD to check out, you know, the rest of the event. Showing the whole main event is not the way to make someone want to buy a show when they've just seen the main event. No, it's event. not going to make you think, oh, I'd like to see the opener. Yeah. It's just, a, a, it annoys people who have bought the show, and B, it's, it, it doesn't make for good business sense, in my opinion. It just, it, as I said, it just defeats the whole point of a, of, you know, of a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with what Harry said. They, if they want to do this, either show like a highlights of like the best part of the match, or just do like a video recap like WWE does, where they just show pictures and provide the commentary from the show that you know kind of provides the emotion of what's going on. Mm. That would keep us be like, I have to see this match now because mm. I am kind of feeling ripped off that I didn't get to see this show live and I paid for it when people are waiting two weeks later. But watch it for free on TV. This happened at Showdown on the Sun, didn't they? They had two weeks of road rage that were just two nights, both nights of Border Wars. So I mean, uh, Showdown on the and Sun then rather. Put the, put the rest of the, the 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 matches that we couldn't even see because they're brown out. They put them on YouTube. Yeah. They didn't even they didn't even put them on the like the ringside membership part of the website or anything. They put them on YouTube so anyone can see. anyone could watch them because there's been no uh, the people seeing. You know, new people and people that have bought pay-per-views in the past, even if they overlook the, the horrific problems that, that people have actually getting to see the shows, why would they bother parting with their money when they can see most of, if not the complete show for free, yeah. if they wait a couple of weeks? I mean, What we'll have to do is uh, we'll do some investigation and uh, we'll work out, based on the tapings and stuff, if there's going to be the same for Best in the World and then, you know, warn people that, you know, don't rush to spend the money because you might just be able to see it most of it for free. It's because the way they, because they tape so far in advance, there's, and, you know, when they have pay-per-views, obviously they can't tape sort of that close to pay-per-views. Well, they normally don't. The one, but the not, ones, they, 10th on the rest of they tape the day Yeah, before. they did it the day before, didn't they? Mm. But, I mean, the thing is that because they don't normally do it so close to sort of via pay-per-views, that there's always an overlap of about a week where they've they've got no sort of TV show to, to plug in. So that's why they started the whole road race thing to sort of plug in the gaps. But now it's turned into something where, you know, it's it's becoming a permanent thing and it's not a positive thing in my opinion. Mm. And that's that is the the end of the uh, Are you sure this time? Because you've claimed this I think, in the past yeah, I'm, and I'm there's always sure. questions that sneak up on you or something. No, that, that's all. Okay. Definitely. So uh, I believe that is the end of the show. I have no idea how long the show went. I hope it's not too long. Uh... We have spoilers from the TV taping. Oh my god! So, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, um, we recommend you stop listening now because that's all we're going to talk about for the last ten minutes or so. Or so. So um, we hope you enjoyed the show and uh, be sure to send in any feedback on the ways I mentioned earlier. And uh, but for those who do want to stick around, we're now going to talk about the. Spoilers from the May 18th TV tapings in uh, Baltimore, which is sort of the home of the TV tapings, really, because they're doing them again in June there. So, um, yeah, a bit not too keen on them doing it constantly in the same place, but uh, the crowd's always decent. So, um, 
can't complain that badly. But um, yeah, so we're going to do the spoilers now. Here's the spoiler warning. So yeah, that is your warning. So last chance to stop listening if you don't hear the spoilers. So um, as we said earlier, it was announced that Lance Storm will be making his TV debut at the next set of TV tapings on June 29th, as he'll be taking on Mike Bennett for the third time. Now... I don't see what either of is, these guys is going to get from this. Isn't thing. there a saying of too much of a good thing or, or, or something? There's some sort of saying. I, I don't know what I'm thinking of right now. But <laughs> um, basically what I'm trying to say is that Ring of Honor seems to have this problem where they do something once. Oh, that was good. Do something twice. Oh, Okay, let's do it again. That's still good. <laughs> keep, keep doing it over and over again. And even if it's not good, you know, wrestling's greatest tag team briscoes, they keep doing it. I mean... I think there's an old wrestling saying, don't do the same match three times in a row. I think if that's not a saying, it's going to become one now. I think but, we should copyright that before anyone... Yes, put on it. some t-shirts. I'll buy um, that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the first... The first show began with Adam Cole defeating Mike Commando. Um, we then had uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeating Nick Westgate, who is a local wrestler. Um, Ciampa won after referee stoppage after various knees and elbows. And uh, uh, surely Ciampa is beyond defeating local wrestlers at this point, you think? I mean, basically, this is back exactly where he was when he was undefeated streak. So the, yeah. They seem to build them up and then they fall back down again and they have to build them back up. I mean, Algin, why is Algin still facing you know jobbers in handicap matches? Why is Champa still facing local wrestlers? I mean, surely they're beyond that point now. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty pretty basic stuff to get someone known to a crowd and get them over. I mean, both guys have been in RH now for over a year, so surely they should be well established enough thanks to the booking, that they they don't need these type of matches. But because the booking has failed, failed, you know, these these guys still need these sort of matches because there's no fresh guys for them to face. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is very strange. And surely he should be doing something else at this point. I've got no problem with Cole facing Mondo because, you know, Mondo has showed that he's improved a lot and Cole got the win, which is... Nothing to complain about, but Champo, Champo, Champo uh, defeating <laughs> a jobber with, you know, knees and elbows is something we've seen several times and doesn't be isn't needed at this point really. Um, the main event of the first show is Anx uh, defeating Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander, which was apparently a good tag team match. So um, they're back. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to seeing that, and uh, I'm sure that'll be a good one. I have a feeling that show um, should be okay because Cole and Mondo should be good. Champa beating up a job is always entertaining, and ANX and CNC should be good. So, uh, looking forward to that first uh, show from these tapings. And um, it looks like the main event, actually, sorry, I'm corrected, was a, a promo segment, which is not something I don't think we've seen before. Uh, Steen comes out with Jacobs and Carino and threatens to um, show up Ring of Honor at the affiliates' dinner and embarrass <laughs> Connett. Are we invited to this this dinner? I don't know what I hope so. I mean, I've not received my invite yet. But... Ah, maybe because we're not in America. And John, t- uh, John, John, John can be our representative. John's threatening to embarrass us at this uh, <laughs> meeting. Uh, basically, Cornette goes to reveal Steen's challenger, and but uh, Richards interrupts him, tells off Cornette, and puts over Steen, saying that they are two of the best. It's a 
change of words. I suppose they just didn't call him Fat Boy. Uh, no one in the rings like likes Cornette, according to Davey, and uh, Richard gets his rematch at Best in the World in New York, but it's his only title shot. Thoughts on that? Only title shot? That's interesting. Like, you think Dean uh, has like some of a long reign. You think that Richard would get some kind of rematch down the like another rematch down the line, like, you know, work his way back up. I just think it's weird that they put this big of a stipulation on it this quickly. So soon, yeah. Well, that that is strange. That it Especially is after Dean's only title shot was just a month ago. Hmm. The Steven? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit strange. I suppose it, it sort of adds to the adds a bit to the match. I mean, I, obviously, I can't see Richard. I don't think anyone can see Richard's getting the belt back that soon. But um, yeah, it should, it should be a good match. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It should be, uh, it should be a good one. Okay, uh, we then got to the second show, which began with, as we were complaining earlier about Michael Elgin taking on, sort of unknown. So Michael Elgin defeated Matt Taven with a buckle bomb and spin out power bomb. Um, uh, same as the champ, I think. Really, I think he's beyond this at this point. I mean, he he just he had one of the yeah you know, he had the best match of the year against the world champion, and now he's back to doing this. I mean, let's not let's not rant about the booking team anymore. I think we've done that enough this week. But um, the All Not Express then come out and they challenged Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team to a tag team title match at Best in the World. So um, I'm assuming that will be accepted because it's very rare that a match is challenged for and that doesn't actually happen in wrestling. But um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team will lose the belts. Yeah, All Express have to win the belts, the best in the world if they get the title shot. It just mm. would kill them if they didn't. Yeah. Uh, we then had uh, the American Wolves facing off in the main event. So this is just a um, a two-match show, which is not something we've seen for a while. Uh, Eddie Edwards defeated Davey Richards. So um, you thought Final Battle was the end? No. Um, apparently the Davy was a m- much more aggressive in this, so perhaps more of a heel side, and even spat at a ringside Steen fan. So that's definitely not a face. So yeah, it looks like he has um, turned heel. And uh, Eddie Edwards uses his new f- finisher, the roll up, to uh, <laughs> defeat Richards after he misses a missile drop kick. It's after... more more effective than the Dragon Sleeper. Yes. Uh, Davy also. I wonder, fought... I wonder who you like now. <laughs> Davey when was the last fought... time Edwards even used the Dragon Sleeper? Was it Final Battle? He used like... that one day. Yeah, he he used it to win a, a match on TV, and I think he used it in a live event before Final Battle, and then he tried it against Dave, and it completely failed, and he just never used it since. Yeah, that was... Uh... That's how that's how good UFC Hall of Famer Dan Seven really is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, Edwards got the win against Davey, so I'm sure that'll be a... I hope it's a good match, I mean, surely with the TV limit, it can't go too long and drag like Final Battle did, so hopefully it'll be okay and we won't see, like, you know, several hundred finishing moves or whatever. But uh, we then had the um, internet-exclusive match we were talking about earlier, which was a fatal four-way with the winner getting a title shot next month in Pittsburgh. It was Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole versus Mike Bennett versus Roderick Strong, and Strong won and got the title shot. I would have... Rather have seen Adam Cole get the win here and face Steen. Just yeah, I've, I've, I'm not really sure what. Strong's not going to win it. Strong's already a champion. Yeah, what does he get out of this? That. I mean, Adam Cole having a great, you know, a challenge against, you know, for the world title. Um, 
you know, obviously he doesn't have to win. That'd be silly at this point. But to have another great performance is only going to help Cole. So very strange to give Strong a title shot. He doesn't really need it. He's already the TV champ. So, yeah, very strange. Uh, we then got to the third show, and uh, Mike Bennett defeats local jobber. That's literally what it says here. It's not going to name. Um, so, yeah, that's another guy, in my opinion, that's beyond facing jobbers at this point. Um, Eddie Edwards came out and cleared the ring after Bennett and Bob started beating up the local guy. And then Bennett challenges Eddie to face Brutal Bob in a match on the fourth show. So, um, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Kevin Steen comes out and basically wants Davey his match with Davey to be a no disqualification match. So um, I'm assuming that'll happen because obviously it's like the challenge I said earlier, you know, when something like that is announced, it does happen. So um, yeah, Davey's only title shot and it's an ODQ match. That smells fishy. Really fishy, if you ask me. Am I the only one yeah. that's worried by that? Cornet hasn't turned up in a while. I mean... He was at these tapings. No, he's not. Steve weren't over the title this week. Surely yeah, he was. Slight, he wasn't at the Richmond show. He surely there's got to be and... a slight bit of concern that it's, it's no, dis- no disqualification and his only shot. Got me some kind of shenanigans, but oh, you've just—I was okay until now. You've completely—I'm oh, scared. You, I'm make, honestly scared. Gonna be nightmares now. Unless they're just doing this just to, you know put doubt in everyone's mind. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned that someone, people are gonna get gonna get involved, definitely. But whether. That will affect the finish and cause Davy to win. I have no idea, and I hope that doesn't happen. Um, we then have the Briscoes defeating local jobbers. Why? Why not have the Briscoes versus Bravados or something? I don't know. Um, after the match, Truth Martini challenged the Briscoes at Best in the World. So the Briscoes versus the House of Truth. But there's a lot of confusion on the forum about who's this going to be of the House of Truth because we already have Elgin facing um, Finley. So we assume that one of them will be Rhino, but then surely Roddy is going to defend the TV title. So is it going to be a new member of the House of Truth, or is one of them going to pull double duty at Best in the World? What do you think? I doubt, one of, I doubt they'll pull double duty on, on a pay-per-view, to be honest. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's a strange one. Maybe it will be Rhino and Strong. Mm, that's very yeah, strange. That's um. I, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, the next, the main <laughs> event, sorry, of the third show was for the TV title as Roderick Strong defeated Tommaso Ciampa by DQ and surprise, surprise, Prince Nano attacks the... What? Is this... Sorry, I, I was not expecting this. <laughs> Prince Nana attacks the champ after Ciampa hit Project Ciampa and made the cover. So Ciampa had him pinned and then he ran in and attacked him. <laughs> If I read that wrong, or is that what happened? No, I think I think Champa hit his finisher. Was about to get the pin, and then Ch- then Nana got inter- interfered. But, and... but it says that Champa hit the project Champa and made the cover. Yeah, and then Nana came in and did something. I don't know what he did. So Champa's got the pin on him, and Nana decides, oh, I'm going to go and stomp on. <laughs> I have a feeling this has been sort of miscommunication here, but basically he definitely got involved after Champa basically got okay. the match sewed up. So Prince Nana causes Champa to lose. So basically, Champa is going to break away from the embassy, or Nana is going to break away from the embassy, similar to the House of Truth thing, as we've kept saying this show. Uh, in the fourth show, Eddie Edwards defeated Brutal Bob with a backslide. Is that, is that sort of a roll-up? 
Yeah, more or less. So yeah. Eddie Edwards needed a roll up to beat um, Davey, to beat Brutal Bob, and to beat Bennett twice. What about the Die Hard? What's happened to that? Um, but after the match, um, this is strange. This is Homicide makes the save after the match and uh, gives Edwards a cup killer. And uh, Homicide clears the ring. And uh, this would lead you to think that, you know, this would lead to a match between the two at best in the world. But I've done some calculations with the calendar. And this TV show will actually be aired, I believe it's either the weekend of the pay-per-view or the week after. So, but are, are they normally, but the way they they tape them is is that normally the way the way they air them as yeah, well? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, that's strange. And maybe. Uh, but what I mean, what's the next paper after that? Is it super? Is it Death Before the Sun? Oh, X Ten. X Ten. Yeah. It may, yeah. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll well, wrestle. It there. makes sense for them to wrestle in New York, wouldn't it? So perhaps. Perhaps they're... maybe they're wrestling in New York, and then that'll happen on TV, and that'll lead to a rematch or something. Perhaps I don't know. You know how much the order. Yeah. Rematch. Obviously, we're just reading spoilers here, so we have no idea how it's going to pan out on TV, and we will do a proper discussion then. But yeah, a little bit of confusion, but um, interesting to see where this will go. And uh, Jay Lethal defeated Chris Silvio. Um, yeah, surely Lethal. I keep saying this. I'm just so repetitive that. These guys don't need to be in these type of matches. Uh, yeah. Team Ambition uh, versus Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs went to a no contest. Um, it doesn't specify why here, Stephen, in your report, but um, um, yeah, no contest. I wasn't there. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, overall, I mean, there's not too much you can say about TV tapings, to be honest, because, um, you know... Obviously, things come across a lot differently on the TV show because there's video packages and things and promos and shoddy camera angles. and So we're going to have to sort of wait and see and uh, see what happens. But someone pointed out in the forum, no Haas and Benjamin. Oh, wow. Four weeks. Oh, no, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it until someone said it, which is strange. They just win the belts and then... It's because Charlie Haas was, was getting ready to wrestle three times at Haas Mania. That's true. That's true. But perhaps there'll be a storyline where Cornette suspends him off TV because of the ether thing. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But um, it is my understanding that um, these tapings will begin to be aired on TV either next week or the week after. Um, I mean, how long does Ring of Honor normally take between when they're taped and when they air? Because... They could either do two weeks of road rage from boredom. It's normally Wars. a couple of weeks, yeah. They'll probably do another week of road rage. So that would be two hours of border wars given away, is that what you say? Basically, yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. We'll find out this weekend. But um yeah, it'll either be Saturday, June the second or Saturday, June the ninth that these tapings will begin and then there'll be four weeks onwards as we've just discussed. And uh yeah, that wraps up the spoilers. I hope you enjoyed the show. For those who stuck around, I hope no one accidentally like couldn't reach their iPod to pause it and accent was forced to listen to these spoilers or whatever. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show and thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we will see you all next week for episode 36.